0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Tomfoolery starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Jerry
1: Springer. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. For the uh, people just listening to this, they can't see my uh, my eye. No, it looks like you got in a bar fight. It does. It does. It's uh, it just. Uh, but don't <laughs> be concerned. I'm going to be okay. But no I, one was worried. Oh, you can see the worried look. <laughs> Super concerned. No, it just it, one of those blood vessels. Blood vessels. <laughs> yeah, at my age, they just start popping. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, but it doesn't affect my vision. It's just the white part. But it's already—it it really looks,
0: doesn't hurt because it looks like it would be I, painful. I had no,
1: and I don't even know when it happened. Huh. But, you know, I just looked in the mirror. Normally, when I look in the mirror, it's a great thrill for me. You can understand.
0: <laughs>
1: but, but Jim just
0: it, fell over himself. Yeah, on camera. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cameraman Camera just then fell. <laughs> today I looked in it, and oh my gosh, huh. what is that? Yeah, it's kind you of would scary. Think
0: that would be your normal reaction, but no. How huh, about that? <laughs>
1: But, but don't worry, any, everybody. I'm going to be okay. Dead silence. Dead silence. Yeah. You know, when you go on these late-night talk shows and someone says something like, you know, but I got through it okay, everyone starts clapping. Cheering. Yeah, no weird one, that that doesn't no happen here. No one not care. <laughs> this is hey, not coming. And we've got a group
2: on called Wild Carrot. We had them on Woo! recently, and yeah. we, they were, they're very good. We invited very them decent. back. <clears throat> and we're also going to ask Jerry to talk about this Democratic Party resistance movement. And he's got an interesting spin on this. I want to mention something. Uh, Megan Hills. Hi. Hi, Megan. How are you? Doing well. Megan has (laughs) uh, called me one day and said, hey, I got this idea for a podcast, and I'd like to do it, but I don't want to create any kind of conflict. She laid out the idea. It's a hell of an idea, so she is doing it. And I think it's called uh, Go... Sleep with me. That is
0: not what it's called at all. <laughs> well, not wait, even wait, close. Wait. Is you, that what it's called? Where do you look
2: that <laughs> okay, up? Okay, I had that wrong. It's called Go to Sleep nope, With Me. Nope,
0: it's not called Go to Sleep With Anyone, Gene. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that, what the hell
2: is it called? What well, is it? Isn't. It's no, called it's, Can it,
0: You Tell Me a Story. Oh, and well, by well, that's that's the way, it's an
2: exciting it? title. <laughs> because Megan told me something, and i as soon as she told me this, I said, That's a hell of an idea. She says there is a podcast, Sleep with Me. Called isn't Sleep it?
0: with Me, yes. And that is a
2: podcast, uh, is and it's like representative. Tinder? No,
0: it's not like Tinder. <laughs> r-
2: representative of a n- niche, which is <laughs> podcasts that help you fall, fall asleep. asleep at night. Jerry's fall still laughing at his own joke. Let's yeah, give him a second here. <laughs> he's stuck in the nineties <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, Sleep with Me is a podcast that a guy talks. He literally will talk about anything, and he's yeah. got this fantastic soothing voice. I think there was 45 minutes on Star Trek or something like that. And it just literally kind of lulls you to sleep. And that
1: makes people sleep with Absolute, him? Absolutely.
0: Not with <laughs> him, Jerry. Not with him while listening to him. Jerry,
2: oh, oh. me too it's movement, a, Jerry.
1: It's a me podcast, too yes, movement. That's Jerry. That's right, be, Kavanaugh. That's why I'd be opposed to that. Right. right.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: But so <laughs> Megan's Megan's background. Uh, yes. let, let me kind of hype you for a second here. But you have a theater background. You do HR work now because yeah. your master's oh, yeah. uh, prepared you to do that. But you have a theater background? Mm-hmm. You are an announcer. You do impersonations. Just go to our website and you'll find out <laughs> all the impersonations. But she is very talented. And as soon as you said it, I thought, oh, that could work. You could get a microphone, get the rig that you need to do podcasting. Ours here is much more elaborate because we do music. Sure. Because you can do it pretty simply. You yep. can do it out of your home.
0: And that's what we're doing. Get a
2: website, create a really good podcast. So you are kind of field testing yours, so to speak. And What is it called? Seriously.
0: So it's called... Can you tell me a story? And what it is, is essentially, I I love, as Jean kind of talked about, I love theater, I love stories, I love storytelling, and I love fairy tales and the history of of fairy tales. So it kind of started with the idea of talking about fairy tales, telling a fairy tale, and also giving kind of the lore background, maybe where it came from, the the, uh, oral tradition that it came from. It could be anything from Hansel and Gretel to even uh, like the Kalevala, which is the Finnish folklore, and talking about... Where it came from, how it started, how it got transcribed into the story that we know today. So that the, the, the theory is is that parents could listen to it with kids in the car. It could be the story and also the history behind it. And could be. And put, it if, to, put you to sleep while you're yeah, listening and, to which, it. Which, by the way, is
2: not a bad thing. I mean, in other words, when you look at a podcast as something to help soothe you, relax mm-hmm. you when you go to sleep by it. Yeah. I think that is well, solid. And Gene I was super cool you.
0: when I talked to him because he said, yeah, you could mm-hmm. definitely put people to sleep with your voice. Said, Thank oh, you, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely do that. Yeah, people that, would that, fall asleep work. listening to you like that. <laughs> now,
2: I, and I never thought of that genre of podcasts yeah. that help relax people. It. Because podcasts are you know, people listening when running, going to work, coming home from work cooking and i never thought Fine of it sleep. but, uh, sleeping yeah. yep. so good uh, for you megan yeah thanks i'll keep mm. you up to date so we will follow our, it we uh, will link to how it how on our website
0: yeah they're not paying and, me Jer. it's not unlike this podcast
2: can one.
0: you tell me a story not do you want to sleep with me no
2: well, who <laughs> no, came no, up with that type no I, I don't know i'm you not the one that said Gina, it i didn't with that i would never say such a thing hey by the way uh And I've had a a track record of businesses that I've started in the Ludlow area. Not one of them Uh, successful. Hey, listen to this one. Yeah. (laughs) And you want to know something? This one is dead serious. I came into Folk School Coffee Parlor recently. Catfish Williams is on city council in Ludlow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, He's not running now. We are, this podcast is the official endorser of Julie Terry Naval. Woo! So she is running. Julie's awesome. We ask you to vote for Julie if you don't <laughs> live in Ludlow. It's not Julie, stop trying to give woman money. Move in quickly.
1: She's
2: back there. Where? So uh, and Jerry's giving her uh, a check that follows the her. endorsement. I? <laughs> <laughs> From the other room, Julie says she ain't. Yes, this is a got professional. It. But operation. here's this idea. So you know, lime and birds are they're in cities across the country. Mm-hmm. Limes and birds. So these are electric scooters. I'm Sure, there's some controversy and. It's like anything, a bicycle, a motorcycle, walking, car, somebody's, you know, there's going to be something when you got people doing stuff. But they are really happening. So where I am proposing, and Catfish is going to carry this idea to the city council, that, because uh, I'm going to be backpacking in Yosemite, I care more about that than...
0: Really anything. Anything.
2: Yeah, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> now, anyway, Catfish is going to read a proposal that I've written so he doesn't have to be the one because it could be controversial. We're trying to get those in Ludlow.
0: That'd be awesome. Because
2: it's called last mile transportation philosophy. Mm -hmm. When you get off a bus or a subway in New York City, that's not in front of your office or your home. Ever. So that last mile you jump on a city bike or they have them in Cincinnati called red bikes. But now you jump on a scooter that has a little trigger throttle, goes up to 15, it's got a handbrake. And they're a blast. Gene, Have you this been, is a
0: good idea.
2: It's a hell of an idea. How did
0: you come up, how did uh, you come up with it? Because they already exist. I'm
1: shocked. Listen to this. But what bus do people get off of here? Gary, we'll, the, talk. The, we'll the, tell the, you about it. city bus. bus. <laughs> you ah, know,
0: there it is. It's all
2: <laughs> kind of connects up. But so uh, <laughs> then uh, a prefer- guy that hangs out at Folk School Coffee Parlor came up with the idea that we'll call them the rats. Because we're a river town, so we're river rats. And they
0: have the rat races here, don't they? The rat, race yes, they're rat so races. they're so cool. Do you, you guys know about the rat races in Ludlow? They, oh, Gene, tell them about it. Like, they literally race rats once a year. It's really cool. It's yeah. the rat races of Ludlow.
1: Do they really? Well, <laughs> I didn't know about you didn't that. didn't know no.
0: this? No, no, it's a real thing. And they do them in Bellevue as well.
1: Oh, yeah. well, who wouldn't want to move into here? Hey, it's yeah. really cool.
2: <laughs>
1: so no rats who, are harmed. You, gotta know. you should get on the chamber <laughs>
2: So we could hey, have Ludlow. we could have right. rats, and uh, actually, I do hope I do hope it happens. That's, I, and there's really an alley cool system idea. in Ludlow, so even the kind of main drag that comes through town, there's an alley system that runs parallel to it. Uh, but I have you ridden? I, I've been riding the birds because they're just. Interesting and cool. Yeah, I just, haven't. Just put an app on your phone, and it's all real simple. Huh. Have you ridden either the, the uh, mm-hmm. Bird or the Lime scooters in Cincinnati? No. It requires balance. It requires an app uh, on a
0: phone, and I the flip phone yeah, yeah, turns I, out doesn't carry the
2: apps. <laughs> pull out your uh, cell phone for a second. We've done this before. <laughs> for people who are listening and not watching, Jerry is opening well, up a flip phone. Their, how do
0: you get the? the mm. uh, it doesn't. Pop it
2: closed so they can hear you close a flip phone. There's a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> Calls that's over, why, baby. That's why they
1: call. <laughs> no that. apps on this <laughs> phone. Thank that's you so much. That's why they call much. that the
2: flip phone. <laughs> we got this guy. Last thing, and I'm going to ask you to talk about this resistance movement. There's a guy running here in this area for state rep. Uh, mm-hmm. Buddy Wheatley's his name. Yeah. And the other day, somebody said, um, I said, somebody asked me, do you support Buddy Wheatley? And I said, what party is he? And they said, Democrats. Yeah, I'm for him. (laughs) And they said, well, you want to know anything about him? I said, no, I don't need to know anything about (laughs) him. He's a Democrat. And that's called a yellow dog Democrat. That's what I am. Even if it's a yellow, old yellow dog that's running, I'm for him. That is horrible at my age. Not good. I mean, that is so anti-intellectual. I want to, I don't care anything. I don't need any more information. Are they on
0: my team? Cool, let's do it.
2: Yeah, all <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so I, I am for uh, Buddy Wheatley because he's, a, no, he's actually very good. Been to this podcast, by the way. Yeah. Good guy. The resistance movement, we hear that a lot. Democratic Party, uh, I, it's not that the Democratic Party has coined no. the phrase. They actually have not, and some of them kind of run from it. But it has been coined, part of the resistance against Donald Trump. Is that a good idea? Does that resonate? Does it make
1: sense? Well, it's just I think it's a misnomer. It's—it's. Well, let me explain it this way. And it's come to the fore again, obviously, with the hearings on uh, 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 whether Kavanaugh should be on the Supreme Court. Um, The resistance movement, or what we call the resistance movement, is once again— standing up and wanting more of an investigation into him. And uh, I I started thinking a bit like this, and I'll get to the resistance in a second. Uh, 15 years ago, I did a movie and the movie was called Citizen Verdict. And with all the joking I do about movies I've been in, actually, this was a pretty good movie. Uh, I was in it with uh, Roy Scheider from Jaws, whatever, and went to the Cannes Film Festival. It was a good movie. And in that movie, uh, the concept, what it was about, was a television station in Florida, in the state of Florida. And the idea, remember, this is, this is in the decade where we started to televise trials. And uh, so we televised trials, and it was also the decade where we started to have reality television. And what I mean by that is where the people at home would vote. You know, you would vote people off the island. You would vote for people out of the house. You would vote for people on America's Got Talent or American Idol or whatever. So there's two concepts, both, uh, you know, where you would have criminal trials actually televised, and then we also had, uh, as I said, people at home voting on their television shows. So the idea that in the movie that I had with my television station was let's tell and I was a friend of the governor, so let's televise trials, as we now do, but change the law in Florida so that the people watching will vote in the end on guilt or innocence. A far-fetched idea. But the idea of the movie was to, there are two things that we didn't think would ever happen. Now what if you suddenly merged it? And in this populist era, you have the people at home decide guilt or innocence, not just 12 people on a jury. And the movie was about how scary that got, and when it got really stupid was if it's a murder case and the viewing audience, they would have an hour to vote, uh, voted guilty, and if it was the death penalty for an extra nineteen ninety five, you could watch the execution. You know, <laughs> That was the crazy movie. Uh, but it had powerful messages about what's happening to pop culture and how extreme this can go. And I started to think of the Kavanaugh trial because as everyone's arguing about let's cure all the evidence and, you know, this is, it, we have to have witnesses and how do you know they're telling the truth and doesn't everyone have to be under, uh, you know, don't you need a full investigation? All of that that you would need in a criminal trial – it got me to thinking that, in a sense, this tr- these hearings on Kavanaugh are like that movie because, really, it's the public that is going to decide whether he gets on the Supreme Court because all the senators are watching the public, watching the reaction. They're not playing to rules of evidence. They're playing to the cameras. If it looks like... The woman, Dr. Ford, is very believable and really comes across well. The, center, the white male senators, some of them, or few of them, may be willing to change their vote because they figure, oh boy, I look horrible if I, you know, if I don't believe her. So it really is, in the end, the public deciding in this case whether or not Kavanaugh goes through. Not any specific rules of evidence that would never pass muster in a regular case. And the credit for this, and everyone starts talking about the resistance movement is really gaining strength now. And I started to think about that. And the reason I think it's a misnomer is all these movements, the resistance movement started the day after Trump was elected. Because if you remember, January 21st, the day after he was sworn in, millions of people gathered in cities all around the country protesting. Mostly women, but millions of people. And he hadn't done anything yet. So you started to think, but it was called the resistance. And all of a sudden, all these groups over the last year and a half have become part of the resistance. And the groups... Are, totally, are often totally different. In some cases, it's a women's group. In some cases, it's people gathering at the airports because Muslims weren't permitted to come in. Remember when we did that? And in some groups, it's um, people of disabilities lying down in the halls of Congress because of legislation that uh, wasn't, of health care that wasn't going to take care of them. And so that's what's called the resistance. In other words, you have all these different groups with different issues, and it got me to thinking that, wait a second, we got this backwards. All these groups, they're not the resistance. Trump is the resistance. Trump and the people that voted for him were resisting the idea America. We're resisting the inevitability of a liberal movement in this country for 240 years. Everything in our history is how society becomes more and more liberal. And who resists? The right-wing conservatives have resisted. They resisted for years civil rights. They resisted integrating our schools. They resisted Social Security. They resisted Medicare. They resisted the environmental movement. They resisted equal rights for women. Gay marriage. Every movement that is inclusive, that makes America live up to its ideal of being multicultural, the true patriots of America, recognizing what the idea America is, that's America. And the vote for Trump really was, and I, I don't even mean this in a mean way, It's really was people that are just upset with what they perceive is America moving more and more to the left. All of a sudden, oh, them gays are going to get married. Oh, my gosh, the women... They're getting all these rights, you know, and, and these workers, they want to have a union. I mean, all this stuff, its and pop culture, and marijuana is now legal in some places. It's like Trump was their last stand against, and now we had an African-American president. I mean, whatever their reasons were, it was a resistance to the inevitability of America following its dream of ultimately becoming an absolutely free, liberty, multicultural place on earth, which is what was originally in our Declaration of Independence. All people are created equal. That's the idea America And so we are not the resistance. No. We are living up to what the American ideal is. And the reason you see all these groups suddenly coming in and grabbing on it's because they're all Americans. They're saying, wait a second. I happen to be Muslim, but I'm still American. Don't keep me out. I'm, you know, I have a Hispanic background. Don't keep me out. That's America, so no, no, we're not the resistance. Trump's the resistance. And in the end, in the end, America will win out. America will win out. There are individual battles we lose. There are even individual elections we lose. But as I always say, every 10 years, America is more liberal than it was 10 years before. In the end, liberals always win.
0: Thank you, Jerry, Mm. and we are bringing back for a second week Wild Carrot. How welcome back, back guys! (laughs) So we have here Pam and Spencer, Mm. and uh, so I have here that you guys were cultural ambassadors to South America. That is true. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, um, we got a
3: call one summer, and uh, this woman said, would you like to go to Chile, South America, and tour? And we were like, no.
0: (laughs) No, we're good. We're solid. no, we'll
3: pass. (laughs) No, so uh, we ended up being cultural ambassadors to Chile through the local, like that, office of the State Department. So what does that entail? Um, It entails touring the country and playing music and doing interviews and teaching some classes. And what else would you say it involves? Yeah. So, and it was very interesting. We've been there twice. And the first time we were there, the Iraq war started. Wow. So that was really interesting to be there at that time Mm -hmm. in history. And we just sort of said, you know, the State Department was very concerned about what we would say. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and we just chose to sort of be um, Switzerland and say, you know, we're here to learn about you and teach you about our culture. And, you know, the more we know about each other, like Jerry was saying, the, the more we'll all get along. And yeah. these kinds of things won't happen anymore. So. And Pam, that's you served in the sure.
2: Peace Corps in Costa Rica, correct?
3: I did serve in the in the yeah. Peace Corps. in Costa Rica, yeah, I traveled in Central and South America for about three years around you know be, during and after my
2: service. And so. at what age did you do that? I mean, <laughs> uh, not, not as long, not long right long after long college, but it after was. you were into life for a while, is that correct?
3: No, um, it was pretty much right out of college. It was, I okay. had a little breakdown in college where I didn't want to go work nine to five in some fluorescent lit place and uh, why not
0: come <laughs> on now
3: <laughs> i came back and still couldn't work a straight job so i'm playing music
0: <laughs> i work with jerry springer so you're doing okay <laughs>
1: no fluorescent lights here no, thank
0: god <laughs> well we're very excited to have you guys back and if you would share with us your song real love glad to do that this is pam and spencer wild carrots we get asked
3: a lot if we're married we are ah. to each other <laughs> it's all about real love and we sure could use a lot of that these days how we gonna fix this thing all well, you've got tape all I've got is stringing what we need more than anything is real real love we've been hauling this around just driving us When we can laugh and lay it down We'll find real, real love Know me whole But love me still It's the prayer of time And the test of every will Know me whole in the chest of it.
0: You can check them out at wildcarrot.net and check out their album between the darkness and the light. And you said you are on iTunes, everything, all the usual suspects, right? All the usual suspects. (laughs) Fantastic. Usually wild carrot music. If you search on that, you'll find us. Well, it's just been a pleasure having you both love it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Your voices are just gorgeous together. Aww, really enjoy it. So, and now we
1: can make and, it even better. And we're going to ruin yeah. it now, because Jerry's going to sing with you. <laughs> and uh,
0: <laughs> So we appreciated all your yeah. beauty, and now Jerry's going to take care of that with a little Down by the Riverside. But again, wildcarrot.net, check them out. Take us on home, guys. All right. Three,
3: four,
0: no, no, lay down, my heavy
3: lord. down, down by, by the riverside. riverside.
1: Shield. down by
3: the riverside down by the
1: riverside down by the riverside i lay down with my sonji down by the riverside down by the riverside oh, I ain't
0: gonna study more, no more. you've been listening, listening to tales more, tunes and tom Pullery, recorded live at the folk school coffee parlor no in Ludlow, Kentucky. In Buffalo, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Pendy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.